Seven iconic housewives from four different cities. Look at this water. We're going to give them something to talk about. Vacation at Turks and Caicos. The party now. The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. All episodes streaming now, only on Peacock. Welcome back, Bayside. They're taking school spirit. The fun's just getting started. To the max. This is going to be awesome. Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock. There's a celebration that 2020 is gone. Uh, so if you can't be uh, in a diaper with a sash, man, uh, I, I don't know how else you want to live in 2021. It's still really damaged. Everybody, welcome and happy new year to you and yours. Welcome to this week's edition of the Still Real Test Show, episode number 569 for January 7th, 2021. This is your 2021 wrestling preview, five bold predictions, and WrestleMania 37 card predictions edition of SRTU. It's the last show during the holiday schedule programming. I'm one half of the show. I am Jeff Peck, joined joined every single week by my co-host, the one and only Dr. Trey Franklin. Um, Dr. Trey, I thought we we talked about the whole dressing up like a baby thing, like that was supposed to be done last year. Listen, uh, when when 2020 goes out the window and all bets are off. Um, at this point, I just do whatever I the heck I want. It's a, it's a free for all. There's a celebration that 2020 is gone. Uh, so if you can't be, uh, in a diaper with a sash, man, uh, I, I don't know how else you want to live in 2021. Okay. Um, pretty sure we had a discussion about this, but it's a little uncomfortable, but I think we'll make do because thankfully we've been doing this now for like what, 11, 10, 11 years that you've been dressing up like this. I mean, I mean, HR frowns upon it, uh, but uh, Gerber baby, man, I, I swear, I, I, I still think I can be the next Gerber baby. Okay. Uh, every year. Thanks. Hey, you know what? Crazy things have happened. I mean, who would have thought 2020 uh, as a whole would have happened, Dr. Trey? So I guess it's quite possible that uh, in, in, in due time, you may be the, uh, the Gerber baby. Uh, welcome one again. Uh, to the show, first show of 2021. How great is it, Doctor Trey, to say like uh, 2021 now? It, it, it is a uh, an uplifting experience. It's almost spiritual. I just feel like every time we say 2021, like right now, there's like a light 
that shines down from the heavens. Uh, you know, it, like the seas have, have parted, the clouds have lifted. It does feel very uh, refreshing and new. Uh, but if anything 2020 taught us is, man, just be sure that that light is not a train coming out of the tracks to take you out. Yeah, it's like that old tagline that WWE had uh, back in the mid-90s that anything can happen in the WWE. Anything can happen in the year 2020. And I guess uh, for the rest of our lives, anything can happen in our lifetimes based off of what we saw last year. But we move forward, we move onward and upwards, and we bring to you the 2021 Wrestling Preview Special. Uh, we'll get to our five bull predictions and our WrestleMania 37 card predictions here momentarily. But let's go through it here, Dr. Trey. Everything that is in the world of professional wrestling that we tend to cover here in uh, the Still Real Toast Show universe. Uh, let's begin with with an area that is uh, near and dear to your heart, Dr. Trey. What can we expect from independent wrestling in 2021? Uh, <laughs> this is the, the the biggest question because right now, uh, depending on how fast the, uh, the vaccinations can get out there, um, I think it's going to kind of start off kind of sluggish as people get back into the flow, um, as people feel safe getting back out into the open and being around people. But, you know, I'm expecting like once everything kind of gets back to normal, like uh, towards the end of summer, early fall, that, you know, the independents are going to blow up. I and mean, there's so much pent up um, just I, I try to figure the right word here. There's so much just like pent up excitement and ingenuity and, and new ideas that guys are just chomping at the bit to try out some originality that's just aching to bust through that, you know, I, I think that, you know, towards the end, like I said, towards the end of the summer, early spring, it's really going to pop off and, and take off. Um, like I'm there, there are literally people I know that have wrestled three matches this year. And these guys like, um, session moth Martina that used to be, uh, in um, uh, Lucha Underground. She wrestled two matches this year. You know, like these people are just aching to get back out there and really make a name for it. It kind of feels like the entire independent wrestling community uh, suffered a torn ACL and missed a year of work. So everybody's just anxious to get back on the field and, and show everybody what they can do. So it'll start off kind of sluggish and, and everything else. But I think you know, towards the end of the year when, when the crowds feel comfortable, it's really going to pop off again. Dr. Trey, uh how many shows has Rocket City Championship Wrestling, the independent promotion you're tied with, how many shows have they had since the pandemic started? Uh, since the pandemic started, I think we came see. We shut down in April, came back in September. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So last Saturday would, would, was our eighth show back. Now, how did uh... – What's, so first off, what's the vibe in the locker room? Like, what's the vibe right now from the independent wrestlers? Are they, are they like itching to get back there? Or are they are they a little bit nervous? Like, what's what's so the what's the vibe? It's a weird thing because it kind of depends on where you're from. So for our local guys, you know, the biggest issue for us was <clears throat> the Alabama Athletic Commission basically used COVID as an excuse to make money because they went back and, and mandated everybody having their licensing and having their testing done, which is great, but it's something they hadn't done for like six years. So they basically used COVID as a guise to kind of make some more money. So a lot of the wrestlers from, you know, the South, you know, we still wear our masks to the show and, and we still try to social distance in the locker rooms, but a lot of the guys never took this thing all that seriously. And lucky for us, we only had, I think we've only had one performer test positive in the last you know, four months. 
So it, it's been luck, but like you get some of the guys that travel around the country and it's far more serious and, 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 you know, a little more, um, you know, they take more precautions than I guess these Southern guys do. But for the most part, like I remember the first show back, it was just like, man, you know, glad to see you, miss you, love you. It's just so good to be back in the locker room. And since we keep kind of cycling guys in and out, you know, we get guys that come in that we literally haven't seen in a year. Um, and it's like, just, Hey man, just, happy to see you happy that you're okay um and then just that anxiousness to get in the ring and, and actually get out there and perform is um and the crowd's been kind of the same way like we have our loyal diehard fans who haven't missed a show in, in four years and then you know we're, we're starting to see that sprinkling of new fans kind of come in as they're finding us and you know tired of being cooped up in their houses so um, it's like this cautious optimism, which is something that you and I have used that phrase for, you know, forever on this show, but like it's, it's, you know, with the vaccine coming along and everything else, everybody's kind of like, Hey, I think this might be the turning point. This might get things back to normal. Um, but then we also have a ton of guys who are like, man, I ain't taking no damn vaccine. I don't care what they say. There's microchips and everything else in there. They're going to track me forever. So. So and then what's the, the opposite side of that? What's the vibe from the crowd? Like, what how, do you? Is it smaller crowds than you've seen before? Are people coming out in droves? Like, what's what's the well, vibe see, there? It, it's it's really hard to judge our crowds because where we're at, people are diehard Alabama football fans, and it just so happens that literally almost every show we've had since we've been back, Alabama's been playing a game that weekend. So depending on the time of kickoff, kind of throws our crowds off. So. Um, and then last Saturday was the Rocket City Rumble, which is typically one of our biggest shows of the year. And we had a great crowd, but Alabama also played the day before. So it's it, you know, the next couple of weeks will really be our barometer to see where our fans are at. Because uh, like I said, our diehards have shown up every single show. But then we have our fans that, you know, they're like, hey, you know, Alabama's playing Georgia. I'm not going to go to Rocket City because I'm going to stay home and watch the game. Or Alabama's playing Florida. I'm going to stay home and watch the game. But it's just been one of those things where it just so happens that every time Alabama's had a game, like we've had a show that weekend, uh, even the weekend that Alabama was off because of COVID, was a weekend that we were off. So we didn't catch a break there. So, um, But, you know, typically we, we usually draw around 150 to 200 people a show. We've been drawing around – 115 to 120 so our crowds are down a little bit but you know coming up uh here on january 16th will be our big gauge to see how everything runs because there's no football game that saturday so it's it's definitely it's definitely strange dr trey uh has mentioned here the the vaccines for COVID 19 and i actually received one i don't have a microchip on me um, I definitely feel uh, shocking, right? I feel uh, I felt great. I, I, I my arm only hurt on uh, the day I received it. Afterwards, no issues whatsoever. Uh, I think now, speaking from a wrestling fan perspective, I would be more inclined to want to go to a wrestling show knowing that I got the vaccine than I didn't. So it'll be a very interesting time for independent wrestling. Here we go in 2021. It's just like anything else. It's like this weird. We're all walking on on barbed wire in a way, and we don't know if people are going to go immediately back to normal or if they're going to like dip their toe in a little bit. Uh, I 
I don't know. I, we've never experienced this before. So I think it's kind of a catch-22. It'll be an interesting time for independent wrestling. But if there's a leg of the professional wrestling community that needs its support more than anything, it's – I mean, the small business – we're all talking about small businesses here in the United States and, and giving relief. If there were small businesses in professional wrestling, it's independent wrestling. So when when the opportunity presents itself, when you feel comfortable again – and uh, the pandemic is no longer a pandemic. Let's let's get back out there and support independent wrestling because it'll be a very interesting year for 2021. It breaks my heart to hear that there's wrestlers who've only wrestled like less than five times this year, and that's their that's their main income. So um, you know, maybe they had to go grab two three jobs just to just to keep the lights on, just like a lot of people right now. Um, moving on here, Doctor Trey, New Japan Pro Wrestling. What can we expect in 2021? Uh, New Japan, to me, New Japan is one of those ones where I really have no idea because they didn't run a whole lot, uh, during the pandemic and even post pandemic, they're trying to get their legs back under them. Uh, we don't know who's going to stick around long term or we're still, you know, as we record this Wrestle Kingdom hasn't occurred yet. Uh, so I don't know what the plan is for John Moxley, who's defended the U S title, I think once <laughs> the entire year since the last time he won it. Um, uh, to me, I think it kind of depends on what happens with AEW and Impact and how all the crossover stuff goes. Because if that goes well, then I could easily see AEW and Impact once again tying in with New Japan and cross-promoting over the three brands. And then I think that could help jumpstart New Japan. But if that doesn't happen, I, I still think the diehard New Japan fans will be there. But I just don't see much in you know, headway and breaking new ground with all the travel restrictions and, and, you know, trying to make that headway getting in. So it's, it's to me, new Japan is a complete state of flux because I really don't like, who's your headliner? Who's your must see guy? Like they just haven't been able to really break anybody out because I mean, they were trending that way and then COVID hit and now everything's been stagnant for, you know, nine months. So uh, I'm hoping they can do some cross promoting with AEW and, and impact to get, you know, more notoriety going. Cause right now, I just kind of feel like all they have right now is their diehard base uh, in, the, in the states and, and those fans in Japan. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting year for New Japan. They were out from February till about I want to say June, July, during the pandemic. I here in the United States, I don't have New Japan World as a uh, I don't subscribe to it. Unfortunately, uh, Access TV was my line of communication, watching New Japan each and every week. And obviously, they're not there anymore. They were removed at the beginning of last uh, year, a year ago, around this time. They were gone. And it stinks because it was such a, a a great way to watch New Japan, and it was a product I really enjoyed. I still read it. I still watch some YouTube videos when I can. But um, you know, obviously, with everything going on, they are not on my radar currently. I actually like from my own wrestling viewing standpoint, they were replaced by the other Access Television, the owned Access Television wrestling promotion, and in, in Impact Wrestling. So I miss watching New Japan. Uh, like Doctor Trey, I agree that I think it's going to be an interesting year ahead. And we'll see where things go because they had such a wave of momentum. They lost a lot of stars, obviously, to AAW and then the pandemic hit. And uh, I think from a United States perspective, they've uh, stumbled a little bit. So we'll see where things go and how they can tie it into uh, some success in 2021. If the pandemic eases up and if they have a deal in place with AAW, I think that would benefit them here in the United States to have that relationship moving forward like has been long rumored suggested and desired by wrestling fans around the globe dr trey 2021 what can we expect from roh wrestling 
Uh, ROH to me, ROH is once as they're treading water. Um, you know, they like just like New Japan, they didn't do a whole lot during. I mean, they did nothing actually during the pandemic. They just started running shows again towards the end of 2020. Um, once again, who who are you building off of? I mean, they have some great veterans like the Briscoes and Jay Lethal. They have some young guys like like Rush, but what is your identity? Where are you going? Um, I think they're going to struggle to find a foothold because the super indie shows are kind of catching up and passing them in a lot of levels. They still have their TV deal. I, I think their, their one saving grace might be something I bring up in the bold predictions towards the later part of the show. But, uh, if that doesn't happen, they're going to, I think they're going to struggle all year long. I don't, I just don't see anything about them really breaking out and making people take notice, uh, like they did maybe, you know, a few years ago when they had the bullet club crossover with new Japan or, you know, going back even further to the, you know, Owens, uh, Zane, you know, uh, days basically of ring of honor. Yeah, I, I don't watch ROH wrestling anymore. It's uh, it's not on my radar as much as it as it used to be. Uh, I check out some of the news and, and notes every once in a while, some YouTube stuff similar to New Japan right now. Kind of unfortunate. They had a much uh, a more aggressive stance against the pandemic. They were shut down from late February till about September when they started doing the uh, closed set TV tapings. It's very unfortunate. Um, I know there's a lot of good workers there, but there's really nobody that, that is making me want to go out and watch uh, or catch my eye right now. Uh, it's no knock on all those guys, but with the very small time frame that you have to watch professional wrestling nowadays, ROH needs that star that can uh, grab my eye as a wrestling fan, can grab the eyes of wrestling fans and make them tune into the product. Dr. Trey pointed to the Bullet Club. A lot of people were checking out ROH there in the late 2010s, and now they may not just because of everything going on. Like AEW, ROH did have a relationship with New Japan, and this is another area where they can benefit from being tied to New Japan once again. Uh, moving along here, Impact Wrestling 2021 preview. How do you see Impact Wrestling moving forward this year, Dr. Trey? I, I think Impact uh, makes things another huge stride forward. Uh, you and I talked about last year that we thought Impact would take a big step forward. I think they did. I mean, uh, unfortunately, the uh, Me Too movement cost them, uh, you know, a, a decent-sized chunk of their roster. Uh, losing, obviously, losing the Rascals and RVD will hurt. But you know, Impact's in the business of entertainment and solid wrestling, and so I think with those things, you're able to still keep moving forward despite losing some talent. There's other people that you know that on the independents that can bring in, and we've seen it with. You know, Chris Bay coming in this year and then Triple XL coming in with Larry D and AC Romero, you know, and seeing these people come in and actually start making some headway. So I think Impact takes another step forward into becoming, you know, the solid number three show, um, you know, number three brand. Uh, but once again, uh, I'll save my big Impact news for when we do our bold predictions. Uh, Impact Wrestling for me had two different years in 2020. And, and if you listen back to last week's show, I mentioned that Impact Wrestling, for me, was number two on my list of promotion of the year that was given out to AEW. Uh, Impact Wrestling from January to July, right before Slammiversary, I thought was a like 50-50, kind of like the old TNA, uh, but they had some bright spots that made me really interested in watching the product. The stuff with Tessa Blanchard was a real black eye. Um, the stuff that led into her title match, and then her not really defending the championship and refusing to show up, that was just a real black eye. From the company, then from July till the end of the year, it was 
one of, if not the best wrestling promotion in the United States. Uh, they were putting on some really good matches. They made some really good signings. They made a difference, guys and girls that weren't being utilized by WWE specifically. And a very enjoyable show each and every week. They were doing some outside-the-box stuff that was a lot of fun, like Russell House, the Who Shot Johnny Bravo. And then they went to the direction of breaking every paradigm, as Don Callis said, and then par- partnering up with AEW Wrestling. So, great year for Impact Wrestling. I think it's going to be a very solid year again for Impact Wrestling in 2021. And I think this partnership early in the year is going to help them out. But I think, you know, you look at the middle of next or of this current year, and I think this is a company that could stand on their own two feet, and wrestling fans are checking them out a lot more. Their only downside is, is heading into the new year, I was reading reports that uh, WWE was hot on the trail of a lot of their top stars, Ethan Page, uh, Kira Hogan I saw. So that's not good for Impact Wrestling, but that's been the name of the game for Impact Wrestling since the day they were born in 2002. So AEW, WWE, they're going to try to swoop in and steal some of their best talents. Dr. Trey mentioned the Rascals, uh, at least two-thirds of them in WWE. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what happens. AEW got Brian Cage. It's it's a dog-eat-dog world. So if Impact Wrestling can keep this roster and this core together, they've got something special going on right now, a, a show that is underappreciated and uh, needs to have more eyes on it in 2021, in my opinion, Impact Wrestling. Uh, AEW, 2021 preview. Dr. Trey, what can we expect this year? So AEW, I mean, uh, obviously right now, we just got, we, the first thing is, they had a very solid 2020. It was a little up and down at first. By the end of the year, I thought things were kind of clicking along. Um, the Brody Lee death is, is going to be kind of hard for them to you know battle through. I mean, he he's, he touched so many lives in AEW in a short time there. Um, and you're just going to have to kind of readjust and, and kind of go from there. Because, I mean, obviously that's that short-circuited some plans for the Dark Order. Where do you go from there heading on? Um, but I think 2021 is going to be, you know, a, a similar upswing, maybe even a huge step forward, maybe even you know taking a bigger hold of the footprint of wrestling, uh, where they can kind of look at it and go, okay, we know where WWE has kind of cornered the market. Where can we then fit in and take a bigger chunk of the pie in other areas? I think they'll have, um, you know, kind of WWE approach with Evolve. They'll they'll probably partner up with a couple other promotions around. You know the area treated almost like a like a farm system for them in, in a way because right now with only two hours of programming and a large roster, not everybody's getting TV time. So maybe you know keep guys fresh by doing the you know AEW Dark and then also maybe partnering up like I said with some super indie promotions and and you know filtering some farming some guys out like WWE did with the Street Profits and Evolve back in the, you know a couple of years ago. So, um, but I think they have a, they have a huge step forward this year. Um, as long as they can kind of get out of the, you know, recycling WWE world, you know, guys as their world champions. Uh, AW had a very strong year. Obviously, they were my choice of promotion of the year last week's show. Uh, I expect the same, and I think they're going to continue to grow, as Dr. Trey also pointed out in his response when we look at AW for 2021. So I think AW is going to have a very strong year. I think the momentum is going to continue to, to continue to build, and I think they're going to start to separate themselves from NXT on Wednesday nights. So I think that viewership is going to increase. Uh, I just foresee that AEW is really going to start getting to the doorstep now of Raw and SmackDown and leaving their competition with NXT in the dust. I, I just really enjoy what they're doing right now. Uh, I like that Kenny Omega's back in the world title picture and the world title picture in general for AEW. I like what they're doing with the tag team division, building up teams like the Acclaimed. Um, 
and Top Flight. I, I, I like that with some of the, the other tag teams that they have in the mix as well. The women's division is obviously their Achilles heel, but they're a women's division away from being the best promotion uh, bar none across all United States landscapes right now. Um, there's a lot of other promotions that when you look at the roster on paper can really match up and impact wrestling and NXT certainly can, but AEW is literally, if they can put some focus towards that women's division, AEW can really on paper become uh, one of the best looking promotions in the world. So uh, I expect big things from AEW in 2021, as does Dr. Trey. And then lastly, Dr. Trey, let's get to WWE. What can we expect from them in 2021? Uh, WWE, I, I think if you look at the main shows, Raw and SmackDown, I, I think you're kind of in a identity crisis, uh, in a sense. I think they're going to kind of struggle, like continue their struggles, so to speak. Like, I don't, and when I say struggles, it's not that it's bad programming or it's bad wrestling. It's just, I don't think they know who they want to be right now, uh, with AEW kind of conquering the, you know, late you know that 18 to 36 demographic i mean we've seen wwe programming get a tad bit edgier uh over the past you know four to five months uh but then also try to stick to their pg roots and i think they're having a little bit of a state of flux in where they want to go will one show become more of the pg show one show be the more the pg 13 show where do you kind of sit around with that and then how do you start building up you know all these guys who are either just called from NXT or waiting in the wings at NXT, you know, your riddles, your Keith Lee's, you know, your Ciampa's Gargano's Adam Cole's like, where do you fit them onto the main roster and make sure they get enough TV time to be successful and not kind of flame out, uh, you know, kind of like an Alistair black hats recently. Um, I think NXT will still be the consistently strong show. They're the, uh, little engine that could, they, they don't, if they take a step back, they quickly pick right back up where they left off and move ahead. So I think NXT will keep chugging right along at a consistent pace where I think Raw and SmackDown will be kind of uh, flummoxing all around until they find an identity. We heard some rumblings about WWE towards the end of the year that we were going to see some drastic changes. And I think that's the name of the game here. I think you're going to see some drastic changes for the way that the WWE content programming comes off to our television this year, a little bit more edgier, a little bit more adult-like. Dr. Trey had similar thoughts. I think you're going to see that on Raw and SmackDown each and every week because that's what fans want to check out. I mean, we're not, we, we don't want our intelligence insulted. AEW is starting to pull away a little bit here uh, from a older fan's perspective. And WWE needs to catch up. They don't, no longer need to be cartoony and they need, to leave, they need to be more like NXT because NXT is the show that I prefer when it comes to WWE uh, of their three promotions, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. NXT is the show that I go to for my fill and then watch Raw and SmackDown uh, for enjoyment and for obviously the show's sake as well. Uh, Raw and SmackDown have been good, especially SmackDown lately. Raw's had their their streaks where they've been really good as well, but NXT, like Dr. Trey said, has been consistently good as well. So I think there's going to be a lot of drastic changes for WWE. Uh, I think this is going to be a year where WWE feels the heat from AEW, and this is only going to benefit us as wrestling fans as we move throughout the year. So... I think this is going to be a uh, potential game-changing year for World Wrestling Entertainment in 2021. Uh, and then the last question I have for you, Dr. Trey, before we get to our five bold predictions, is when do you think we can expect the COVID-19 pandemic to no longer impact professional wrestling this year? That's a good question. You, you kind of got me thinking about this because I've, I've been trying to figure it out because 
uh, it kind of depends on, you know, how fast people can get vaccinated and if people are willing to get vaccinated. And then when do you feel safe to head back out? So uh, I'm going to go post SummerSlam. So maybe September, October, we get back to, you know, 75% capacity. Uh, I, I still think, you know, for a while, people will be gun shy to be in large groups of people. Um, but I think, you know, we'll start seeing it kind of trickle in over the summer. By SummerSlam, I think we'll probably be at 50 percent capacity, you know, Survivor Series, 75 percent. And then, you know, hopefully by next Royal Rumble, we'll be back to normal. So I'm hoping you know, by the end of 2021, we'll be back to 90, 100 percent capacity. You keep seeing the uh, June to September time frame here in the United States for like when we expect quote normal to be back. I do think it's going to be a phased process. It was a phased process to get to the point that we are now, so I expect it's going to be phased again. Uh, I think we'll see start to see semblances of normal over the summer, and then I think around September October is when maybe we get those first shows where it could potentially be upwards of a hundred percent to full capacity for these shows. Maybe Survivor Series, like Doctor Trey is pointing out, is that big kickoff to the celebration of like WWE fans being back, but it's going to be a very welcome addition. Uh, I've mentioned in the past here that NXT, I felt like has lost its uh, shine a little bit because there's no fans there, that diehard fan base in that small arena. AEW certainly has. And I I think ultimately as the year progresses uh, 10, 11 months from now, I think there's going to be a strong desire. There's going to be a comfortable factor as well, where, Fans just want to be in the arena for professional wrestling, and it's going to be a very exciting year. I think 2021, towards the end of the year, will be very exciting from a fan response perspective. And then I think once we get to uh, 2022, it's, it, it, you may see some sort of renaissance again based off of fans being excited, wanting to be at these shows, and the content that's being put out by WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling each and every week is some top-notch stuff that speaks to their audience. And that's what it all comes down to is is right now speaking to your audience. Uh, so there we go. Our our preview for several different branches and promotions in the world of professional wrestling. It's going to be a very interesting year, 2021. It can't get any as, as interesting as 2020 was, but there's so much question marks and confusion and what potential next steps that we may have. This is going to be a very interesting year to watch, not only in wrestling, but in our lives as well. Uh, Dr. Trey. Anything you want to add before we move to our bold predictions here when it comes to previewing the year 2021 in professional wrestling? Uh, to me, I, I think this is when we finally start to see that full-fledged AEW-WWE battle. Like the, the, you know, you go back to the old Monday Night Wars with, with, AE, or with WCW against WWE. I think this is the year, probably around SummerSlam time, that we really start to see it. AEW's there's been talk of them getting a second show. And if they do, you know, what night are they going to put it on? Are they going to put it on a night where they can go head to head with WWE? Uh, given their relationship with Impact, I don't see them putting it on, you know, Tuesday nights. Um, and then I don't see them putting it on Thursday. That's just because, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, is that how you want to monopolize or do you want to spread your wealth out a little bit? So, uh, but I, I, I really think by the middle of the, middle of the year, we're really going to start seeing that more head-to-head battle where AEW feels comfortable either taking on Raw or taking on SmackDown. Uh, before we get to bold predictions, uh, you and I, in the beginning of this all, very critical of AEW. Uh, we wanted them to prove themselves to us, and at the time when they first were launched, they we didn't feel like they proved anything, and they just kept taking shots at WWE, which was a little bit weird. 
uh, as it's gone on, and they just got away from that whole WWE focus. Their product has been very, very, very good. Um, with that said, I had received my very first piece of AEW merchandise. Do you own any AEW merchandise yet? Um, other than the um, old trunks that I stole from Cody Rhodes' locker. No, I actually no, I I have no AEW merchandise yet. I, it came down. I will say for Christmas, it came down to buying Sammy the WWE title or the AEW title. Uh, and I went with the uh, WWE title. So. Ooh, okay, stay, stay in true. Stay in true. Yeah. Uh, I received the uh, you know that like gray and black hoodie jacket that like every star in AEW wears. Yes, that is the jacket I got for uh, for Christmas. So my very first piece of AEW merchandise. Um, I think if you listened to the show 18 months ago, you would have never thought that would happen. But uh, AEW put their money where their mouth is, made a shut up, and a very enjoyable product each and every week on TNT. All right, Dr. Trey, now is the time for our five bold predictions for 2021. Uh, This is the period of time where we uh, step out on the ledge a little bit and hope for the best. And come time for uh, us listening listening back to our predictions on December 23rd of 2021. We hope that uh, we look like geniuses and don't look stupid. So do you want to go first or would you like me to go first? No, I'll, I'll throw one out there. I got I got my five right here, so I'll go, go for it. Yeah, one go one through five, man. By the way, I'm still hoping for my Bray Wyatt versus The Fiend one to come true this year maybe that I had from last year. But Number one for me, we, we heard the rumors that they, they WWE writers were they'd asked them who you know who on the roster do you think should get a push. Uh, so this year, my number one bold prediction is Cesaro finally gets a main event push and headlines a major WWE pay per view in a title match. Now, depending on the draft shakeup, it, it will probably be on Raw, but the Swiss Superman finally gets to headline a pay per view with a title shot uh, against probably either Drew McIntyre on, on Raw, depending on the on the draft shakeout when it comes up. But he finally gets his uh, momentum and his push that fans have been clamoring for for five years because the guy's an incredibly talented star uh, and has been kind of wasted away in the tag team division for the last probably four years. So it'd be good to see him actually get that shot. I like it, Dr. Trey. I think that's a good, bold prediction to start it. Uh, I would love to see Cesaro in a world title match and getting a main event push as well. Um, my first bold prediction is I believe Raw will fall below 1 million viewers uh, this year. We we saw them get to uh, about 1.5 towards the end of December, and those weren't even the holiday shows yet. I think Raw has a very hard year when it comes to viewership. So I'm going to go with below 1 million that is not it's to me that's it's it's bold because you know we're we're talking about big drastic changes to WWE uh, because they're going to give them what the fans they're going to get the fans what they want which is what they said like 2 years ago and still haven't got so uh, i like it because given the state of wrestling and given the state of WWE television and giving all the viewing options and ways of viewing i, I could totally see that happening all right dr trey your number 2 bold prediction go for it so my number two bowl prediction is Lana wins the Raw Women's Championship uh, and then by the end of the year leaves WWE and joins Rusev and AEW to feud with Cody and Brandy. Um, it is not easy to be a married couple and be on two completely different schedules. 
Um, it is not easy to be somebody that they every time they seem to give a push, they take it away from her. Um, I think they will, you know, I think Vince sees a lot of potential in Lana. Her wrestling, you and I have talked about her wrestling has dramatically improved over the last you know three to four months. But it just feels like every time she kind of gets that momentum going, they yank it out from underneath her. And I think her frustration will grow up. She'll throw a temper tantrum and WWE will finally be like, you know what, we're just, we just had enough of it. Uh, let her go. And then she will join her husband in AEW to start a few with Cody and Brady. I like it. I think that's something you certainly can see. Uh, I'm not sure how Baby Rhodes will play into this, Dr. Trey, but I, I would assume by the end of the year, Brandy should be back in the ring if she's pregnant now. If she, if not her, then Rusev turns on Kip Sabian and they feud with Kip and oh, Penelope. Oh, I like it. Good twist. Real good twist. I could totally see Lana joining her husband in AEW. Uh, sticking with AEW, my number two bold prediction is that Kenny Omega will not lose the AEW championship in 2021. Wow. Now, that's impressive because you consider the amount of talent on that roster uh, trying to elevate other stars as well. And Omega goes a full calendar year with the belt. That's a very bold thought, Jeff. Uh, I think this is the uh, this is the year of Kenny. I think this is this opportunity finally in the United States for people who didn't watch him in New Japan. Finally get on board the Kenny Omega train. He was the uh, the cash cow. He was the golden goose when they started AEW. And I think it's uh, it's time for him to be the face of the company moving forward. Uh, no, Dr. Let, Trey, yes. I'm going to ask you a question, a follow-up question to that one. Do you think he will get any uh, backlash from being an executive vice president and holding the title belt that long? No. No, I don't. I think uh, fans give those those dudes a pass. <laughs> I don't. We don't. Because if, we if don't. you're on if you're on the independent re- independent scene and you have a booker who wins the world title and never loses the belt, yeah, you remember that stuff. Uh, number three, Doctor Trey. What is your bold prediction for 2021? So my number three one is uh, Daniel Bryan leaves WWE, uh, goes on his independent wrestling journey to kind of wrap up his career. We'll see him pop up in New Japan. We'll see him pop up in Ring of Honor. Uh, but he gets to go out and basically kind of wrestle the schedule he wants to wrestle, similar to what Cody did when Cody left WWE. Just make his list, check people off, go to New Japan, wrestle Jay White, go to, you know, Ring of Honor and have, some, you know, some matches that help elevate Ring of Honor. Uh, and then, you know, that's that's where he, that's how he ends his 2021. And then as he wraps up his career, probably in 2022, 2023. See, it's funny because I just saw an interview with Daniel Bryan, and he said that he is starting the process of transitioning to a part-time star with WWE, you think still uh, his time in World Wrestling Entertainment is uh, is done? I, I think with given his stature, and I mean he's been doing a lot of producing and helping with the writing staff. Uh, but guys like him always have that itch; they want that one last run. Um, and with the amount of talent floating around the independents and in, in you know in, in Japan and everywhere else we talked about, I, I think he'll still have the itch to kind of get out there and, and do what he wants to do at least one last time because he's he's got. You know, two kids, two kids, two kids. Yeah, now. Two. So yep. got two kids now, you know, let the girls kind of see what he what dad can actually get out and do, you know, get some uh, get some good film and videos. So, when he, you know, when the girls get older, they can show their kids. He's also dad. got a he's got a son, Dr. Trey. Is it a boy? I didn't know. I, I honestly did not know if they if he he did. had a boy. Yeah, okay, he had so a boy. A so uh, the boy's name is Buddy, I believe. No. So you got Buddy and Birdie? Uh, is it? I, I'd have to look. Actually, I, I think, think I got that wrong. <laughs> so, 
We're, see, this is the thing. We, I have not watched uh, the uh, the Bella show in quite a while. I have not watched Total Bellas in like a couple of years. So I've watched her. <laughs> You know. uh, of course, I jumped to immediately jump to Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> they just have a boy. It just says a boy on his Wikipedia page. I thought it was Buddy for some reason. I may be wrong. <laughs> but it is Bert. The daughter's name is Birdie Joe, right? Yes, it is. Okay, so you got, I mean, Birdie and Buddy, you know, and if you have the wrestling last name, Brian, so Birdie and Buddy Brian, that's a lot of bees. All right, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I mean, we, especially like, okay, so that actually to me increases it because I know how I am when when Sammy was born, I wanted to be able to do some stuff that when I pass on, Sammy could see what I was able to do in a ring. Now, obviously, I'm not a wrestler, I'm not on Dana Bryan's level, but still, you know, the microphone talks, you know, the promos, all that stuff, I wanted footage for him to really hang on to, and Dana Bryan getting out there and testing his medal against guys 20 years younger, putting on some great matches for Buddy. AKA baby Brian, uh, to, to view later on his career. think that that that's going to be part of his fire. I love that. Dr. Trey wants, uh, stuff for his son to see later in life. And, uh, he's doing a podcast on a diaper. I guess, I guess that's memorable, right, bud? Well, I mean, Sammy jumps in on the podcast. So when usually when he pops around, I want to make him feel comfortable. So, I mean, I'm just kind of dressed like he is. Do we do we have any like does he have a, a bold prediction, by the way? He did predict that Nia Jax was going to win. Uh, what was it? A Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton match? Yeah. Yeah. And that one didn't go off so well. But uh, now I think he's good right now. I think we're just uh, I think when next year's bold prediction shows come around, he's a little bit more talkative. Um you know he'll be on board with it, but right now he's just happy to see either a women's match or the fiend. So if any of those things come up, he'll be happy. I can't wait for the ability to start interviewing Sammy here on the podcast. Uh, my number three bold prediction is that uh, I said last year CM Punk will not wrestle in a WWE ring. I say CM Punk does wrestle in a WWE ring this year. I feel like this is one of those areas that we try to avoid. Uh, and, and never bring up CM Punk and John Cena turning heel. But I think this is the year, Dr. Trey, there's some rumblings that I'm hearing. Maybe CM Punk, cover guy for WWE 2K22. I think CM Punk is back in WWE and wrestling by the end of this year. Um, Not surprising because I think he's actually on my WrestleMania card. So we'll see how it goes. Ooh, all right, let's get to number four, Dr. Trey. Your number four bold prediction. So my number four one is AEW taking something – tragic and, and and trying to adjust it to still make it work so my number full uh, number four bold prediction is uh, you know with the passing of Brody Lee the dark order will need a new leader and I am predicting that Lance Archer and Jake Roberts become the new leaders of the dark order uh, going forward in 2021 um, seeing Jake Roberts kind of take on the uh, Kevin Sullivan taskmaster role from the Dungeon of Doom uh, you know, maybe one of the best. He's still one of the best promo guys in in wrestling. Uh, having the monster Lance Archer, who right now doesn't really have anything to do, like he's kind of all over the map. I think this would be a great jumping off point to kind of reinvigorate the Dark Order after Brody Lee's passing, and, and kind of once again maybe give them a little bit darker, more evil edge to them as, as they go through twenty twenty one. Do you feel like the whole Jake Roberts and Lance Archer thing it had a ton of momentum, ton of poise to be really, really good? And I feel like it towards the end of 2020, even though he's involved with, with Kingston and Pac and Death Triangle and Eddie Kingston's family, I just feel like there's something missing there with Lance Archer and Jake Roberts that they really haven't uh, been able to 
to really get their finger on and, and capitalize on? Yeah, once again, you know, there are parts of AEW's booking that I will always give them crap for, and and they do the whole let the fans decide who's a heel and who's a face type thing. And I, I guess you know because fans love Jake Roberts, you know, Lance Archer is kind of almost by default lumped in as a baby face at times, but it doesn't fit his character. I think you know, like he that that stuff with Moxley was going really well. The stuff with you know, uh, uh, Jurassic Express, I thought was well done. I mean, how many times did he toss Marco Stunt five rows into the crowd? Um, but then it's like you get to a point where you're like, okay, what do we do with him? Because we don't have a ton of top baby faces and we have a ton of heels in AEW. And it's just trying to figure out where to actually get an investment out of him, uh, you know, recouping some of that investment at least. Um, so I think, you know, maybe, you know, having him slide over into the Brody Lee, ro- the Brody Lee role makes a lot of sense, especially with a guy like Jake Roberts, who can kind of cut the promos. And he's always had that kind of cult sounding promo to him. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, my number four bold prediction kind of spoils my WrestleMania 37 car predictions, but let's get at it anyway. Uh, Big E wins the Royal Rumble and WWE Championship at WrestleMania 37. So I'm going with Big E winning the Rumble match and becoming WWE Champion at WrestleMania this year, Dr. Trey. I, I like it. Uh, I've actually had that, those thoughts myself. Um, so, I mean, at one point, that was my main event for, for the SmackDown side, but I, I've actually changed it a little bit up. But if it happens, it wouldn't surprise me because we had Kofi Mania. Why not have Big E Mania? I, I, I'd be on board with that as well. I love Big E. He's great. All right, let's get to our fifth and final bold prediction, Dr. Trey, and then we'll get to our WrestleMania 37 car predictions and close-up shop on the first show of the year. My fifth and final bold prediction is, is my boldest one yet uh, for, for this episode at least, and maybe my boldest one in the last couple of years. But uh, AEW buys Impact Wrestling, uh, and Impact Wrestling becomes their version of NXT. It becomes kind of their farm system for talents that are being underutilized. It becomes their developmental area. Um they have a working relationship in place. I believe Don Callis will actually, you know, kind of move over into AEW and take on the role of, you know, uh, maybe not like the, the, the business organizer kind of role in, in like the triple H role that he, you know, he has in WWE or Don Callis is in charge of that. But, um, you know, access spent a lot of money to buy impact. I don't know if they're getting the full return on their investments and if they can kind of farm out, that cost, but maintain the, the agreements for broadcasting a or impact wrestling. And then also get the tie in from AEW, which will be growing. Uh, I think it's a good move for both companies. Uh, so AEW buys impact wrestling towards the end of 2021. I love that our fifth and final bold prediction contradicts one another. So my fifth and final <laughs> bold prediction is that impact wrestling will be the wrestling promotion of the year, which I guess if you take Dr. Trey's, uh, bold prediction, you could spin it and be like, well, it could still be under the AW pr- banner umbrella and, and be the promotion of the year. Uh, I did not think like Dr. Trey did there. I think that's very, very bold, uh, obviously. And that's what we'd like to see here in the bold predictions for 2021. But uh, I have Impact Wrestling being the wrestling promotion of the year. I, I, I very, very much have enjoyed Impact Wrestling programming, and I think it carries forward. I think they're able to resign a lot of these top stars so that AEW and WWE cannot poach them. And I think they keep the band together and do some very special things in Impact Wrestling in 2021. Uh, Dr. Trey, those are our five bold predictions uh, that each of us here 
your thoughts before we get to our WrestleMania 37 card predictions. And I guess more importantly for longtime fans of the show, uh, where's Apollo Crews? Uh, once again, I, like I was really trying to find a spot for him, and I my I guess my sixth bowl prediction was going to be Apollo got released by WWE this year, but uh, I mean he he really hasn't been utilized uh, since his feud with the Hurt business. Uh, I I, I kind of feel bad leaving him out, but I really have no idea what they're going to do with Apollo Crews going forward. I mean he he might get that return to NXT, much like Finn Balor and Ember Moon have. So who knows. All right, there you go, our five bold predictions. Feel free to chime in at SRTU Podcast with your thoughts. And now it's time to go through our WrestleMania 37 card predictions. Dr. Trey, would you like to kick it off? Uh, sure, I'll do uh, my – I think I have like 13, uh, 13 or 14 matches here. So Yeah, go through uh, the card, bud. On the Raw side, I have uh, Lana versus Austin. This is where Lana wins the Raw championship. Uh, Charlotte and teaming up with Becky. To take on Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. I have the Hardy Bros uh, versus Mustafa Ali and the turning heel Ricochet. Uh, AJ Styles versus The Fiend. Uh, the Hurt Business versus The New Day. Bobby Lashley versus Keith Lee. And Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar for the uh, WWE Championship. Uh, on the SmackDown side, I have uh, Bailey taking on Raina Ripley. Uh, Sasha defending the Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. Uh, Street Profits against Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio for the SmackDown Tag Titles. Uh, Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens because I love those two and they can feud forever and I'll be happy with it. Um, I have Seth Rollins taking on CM Punk uh, in, in his return. And then uh, I actually did change it back. I have Roman Reigns versus Big E for the uh, SmackDown title. I thought you were going to say Roman Reigns versus Apollo Crews for the SmackDown title, uh, Universal Championship. I did almost go Goldberg, but I, in good consciousness, cannot put Goldberg on my God, WrestleMania. That would be such a mistake by WWE. All right, yeah. my WrestleMania 37 card, I have 16 matches, so let's get to it. One, I've got Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Royal Rumble winner Big E. I have Drew McIntyre defending the WWE Championship against Keith Lee. I have Sasha Banks defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Royal Rumble winner Bianca Belair. I have Asuka defending the Raw Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair. I have Becky Lynch taking on Ronda Rousey. Randy Orton versus Edge. The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus AJ Styles. Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins. Sami Zayn defending the Intercontinental Championship against Kevin Owens. The Street Profits defending the SmackDown Tag Team Championship against the Usos. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship against the Bella Twins. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Lars Sullivan. Bobby Lashley defending the WWE United States Championship against Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy. Otis versus Chad Gable. And the New Day defending the Raw Tag Team Championship against the Hurt Business and Miz and Morrison in a triple threat ladder match. Uh, And then finally, my last match here is Rey Mysterio versus Murphy. If Murphy wins, he can marry Aaliyah Mysterio. Uh, So those are my (laughs) – I knew I could get you to pop on that one. Those are my 16 uh, WrestleMania matches. We had some similar ones in there, Dr. Trey. Yeah, and and actually I missed – I had Randy against Edge as well, so I I left that one off there. But, yeah, I mean it does show you like how much talent is on the roster. It's just really trying to find homes for everybody because, I mean, obviously I left Miz and Morrison off the card because I just didn't know where to fit him in. Uh, like, you know, I don't have Cesaro Nakamura on the, on the card. It's just trying to figure out where to fit him in. So there's a ton of talent. It really comes down to just finding the right spots for guys to be successful and, and go forward. But 
Uh, AJ Styles versus The Fiend is, is actually the, my sleeper match that I'm really looking forward to seeing if that actually comes to fruition. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what do you do with Bray Wyatt, and I think that's what you do. You put him in the ring with AJ Styles, and you get some great fun uh, at WrestleMania this year. So feel free, once again, with the WrestleMania card, feel free to chime in at SRTU Podcast or Facebook.com slash Show, and the same with our bold predictions and your thoughts on anything that we previewed here on the very first show of the year. Uh, with that being said, let's close up shop on this week's edition of the podcast and get a couple plugs and sponsors out of the way. You can download the show every Thursday at TheBowerShow.com, WrestleChatNet on Twitter, and the Still Real Toast Show iTunes feed. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help us climb the charts on iTunes. You can follow us individually on Twitter for myself at SRTU Jeff and for Dr. Trey Franklin at the Dr. Trey. And of course, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at SRTU Podcast. With that being said, what is going on in the wonderful world of Dr. Trey Franklin this week? Well, as Jeff said, you can follow me on Twitter at the Dr. Trey. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Dr. Trey Franklin. Uh, when you're on Facebook, check out Rocket City Championship Wrestling. Like I mentioned, we just had our Rocket City Rumble uh, this this past Saturday. Uh, we had almost 40, if not over 40, I can't remember the exact count, over 40 participants in the Rumble itself. Uh, so make sure you check that out on Facebook. Uh, also, check out bootandheel.com. It, it's one of our sponsors uh, for Rocket City Championship Wrestling. Great guy, kind of bringing light to independent wrestling, getting uh, T-shirts out there for Rocket City and other other uh, independent wrestlers around there. So check out bootandheel.com for independent wrestling T-shirt and paraphernalia. All right, go out there, support all the great things that support the Still Real to Us show. And uh, this is it. We're in another season of SRTU, another year, 2021. We return next week on the 14th, and uh, we start getting you ready for the WWE Royal Rumble. We'll look at Hard to Kill from Impact Wrestling on next week's show, and uh, so much more. It's a fun time for professional wrestling, and I think the most important fun part about this all is that 2020 is behind us. Uh, so thank you for making this part of your week. Uh, thank you for uh, tuning in during the holiday programming, back starting on the 24th with our TLC recap and review, and listening back to last year's Bold Predictions. On the 31st, our award show special, and then, of course, the show here today. So thank you for being part of us these last three weeks. It's some of our uh, favorite shows that we do throughout the year, and uh, we were happy to be part of uh, your holidays during these last several weeks. So back at it to, for a, quote, regular show next week. So for Dr. Trey Franklin, I'm Jeff Peck. Happy New Year. This is The Still Real Toast Show. Taking school spirit. The fun's just getting started. To the max. This is gonna be awesome. Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock. Welcome back, Bayside. They're taking school spirit. The fun's just getting started. To the max. This is gonna be awesome. Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock.